Welcome to episode one of BS with Selena. Very happy and excited to have you here. Today, we are going to be going over what the heck even is a conference, going over what it makes up. Uh, I'm going to also be sharing my first conference experience, and then we're going to get to the hot topic in the field. And then lastly, I have a few recommendations for you all. Very excited to have you here, so let's get into it. Now on this show, I'm going to be talking a lot about conferences. So I thought it would be really great in episode one to just have a little breakdown of what makes up a conference and how it differentiates from other group gatherings. And of course, this is the behavior scientist in me just better defining what it is that we're going to be talking about. So let's start with a conference. conference is really just a formal meeting for a discussion. And there are many conferences that go on in the field that we are going to be discussing throughout the show. And this differentiates between a convention, because a convention is a meeting of people for a common purpose. Uh, so you may think of, you know, maybe like a teaching convention, or maybe like a, an automobile convention. Uh, so those are different examples that are out there. And this differentiates from a seminar, which is really just an, an organized way of discussing a particular topic. These are common in the educational field, which a lot of behavior analysts partake in. And, you know, really there's uh, an expectation to gain new knowledge or skills, a particular skill at the end of the seminar. Now, when you attend a conference, you may also participate in something called a workshop or a panel discussion. And these are kind of subcategories of a conference. Now, a workshop typically occurs prior to the main event of a conference. And this is really more of a hands-on experience for individuals and for participants. There may be a demonstration or activity. There may be uh, one particular speaker who is leading the workshop. And you know they have a, a certain specified amount of time at the workshop, but then the rest of it is really participating in that activity or that demonstration. So there are different skills learned in this, and you have a leader helping with the learning process. Now, there also are panel discussions or just really a panel. And this is, again, a subcategory of what is within a convention. And this involves a group of people who are gathered together to discuss a specific topic in front of an audience. Typically, these are more scientific or maybe business oriented. These also do occur in academic arenas as well. And myself personally, panel discussions are one of my favorite to attend. So these are some different ways that gatherings can occur for an informational gathering and discussion. And on this show, we're really going to discuss more on conferences and some workshops and panel discussions, as those are really just subcategories of conferences. There are many that are coming up that are really, really something to look forward to. I really enjoy panel discussions. Workshops are great as well. And I'm really excited to discuss more of those on the upcoming show. Now, before we continue any further, I really wanted to take a moment and highlight an area that is really something of a passion of mine and something that I try to really acknowledge in multiple areas. And that is privilege. You know, I really want to take some time to acknowledge 
you know, my privilege with this platform and really just to reflect how really grateful I am to, to have this platform. And, you know, there's a great deal of responsibility with having a podcast, having a show dedicated to conferences, primarily in the field of behavior analysis. And I really do accept that. And I, and I do want to honor that as much as possible. Uh, you know, for those who are taking the time to listen to this show, I really do thank you for this. There is a great deal that goes on behind the scenes here. If, if this looks at all easy, I have, I have individuals to really thank for that. And I really do want to honor as well the dedication that this is taking for me as well. There is a great deal of, of time, um, of help, and currency that is all needed with creating this show. And should it be this hard or this difficult for individuals to, to discuss you know, conferences, their experiences, or really to help others navigate this world? Um, no, I really don't think it should be that difficult, but you know, it really is. And with that, you know, I do acknowledge my privilege that I do have with this platform. And I, and I do accept the responsibility of really providing, uh, you know, the most accurate information um, and really being respectful of others in the field. Uh, you know, I think this is just something that, you know, I, I really want to acknowledge and, and really just reflect on. There is a, a spot on the website where you can submit questions, comments. So please do use that if there is something that you know, you're looking to find out more information on or clarification on from an episode, please do submit that in. And I really look forward to speaking with you on that. I really would like for this to be an open dialogue and for those to participate as much as possible. And yeah, so I just want to take a moment and really just reflect on that here. So with moving forward and, you know, accepting responsibility and acknowledging my privilege, I think it would be a really good time to share a little bit more about me. Who the heck is Selena Davila Schilling? Why should I be listening to this podcast? So I am a Chicago-based board-certified behavior analyst at this time, and I've been in the field since 2009. I graduated with my master's in applied behavioral analysis and counseling in 2012. I completed a three-year full-time master's program. I also completed a thesis and I have been in the field, you know, long enough to remember the title of, um, you know, paraprofessionals. Um, now it's really transitioned over to, uh, you know, a behavior technician, an RBT, a registered behavior technician. But I myself was a paraprofessional many, many years ago. And I've also been really around kids my entire life. I grew up in a home that was also a daycare facility. So my my childhood home was very multi-purposeful and I've been around kids for as long as I can remember. And I say that because I currently and for almost or for over the past decade, I don't work with kids. Over 70% of the field right now I know work um, primarily with little ones, with, with children and that is, that is actually not uh, the arena that I'm in. I actually work with adults and you know this is, this is where I'm at right now. So with all that being said, I'd like to also share and really just to kind of invite others into my first conference experience because I did not grow up going to conferences. This was not something that was in my wheelhouse. This was not something of a common experience for me. Uh, you know, going to a professional meetup, this was all very brand new for me. 
So my first conference experience was in my first year of graduate school, way back in 2009. And I was a excited, very curious individual at that time. And I'm, I'm still that. Um, but, you know, at that time, I would say I was probably a bit more naive to some of the structures for what was entailed with this, how this was to go. Um, I understood it and it was kind of informed to me that attending a conference was a requirement of the program. So I took that and I, you know, being rule governed more so at that time was, okay, I have to attend this. I have to go. But I was a grad student, did not have a lot of money at all. Um, So, you know, attending this conference was really a stretch for me. There was hotel stay, there was travel, there was, you know, food, meals, the registration. This was all very, very costly for me. And I wasn't sure what to do. Uh, So I shared a room with three other grad school students, and we drove to the conference itself. We attend the panel discussions, and it really was just a two-day conference. It was just something small, and I didn't know really what to do. If you really think about it, a conference, you're sitting in a, you know, a hotel conference room area, and you're listening to someone speak. I didn't know what to do. Am I supposed to ask a question during the discussion? Am I supposed to wait till the end? How do I introduce myself? What do I even say? Should I be taking notes? Should I have my laptop out? Should this be pen to paper? There were so many different semantics that I just wasn't really aware of. I didn't know what to do. And this is really why I thought to highlight and to kind of, I thought to bring about a conversation on conferences I myself, I didn't know what to do. And just from the experiences that I'm still having, uh, there are others out there who at times feel this way as well. And I really would like for this to be, you know, a good space to hold discussion, to know it's okay to not know it all. It's okay to have questions on this. I really wished at that time when I was in graduate school, I could have more of an open dialogue. I could feel comfortable asking individuals What do I do here? Is there an expectation that I should be fulfilling? I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And there were a lot of obstacles in my way. And I don't even remember some of the discussion panels. I don't even remember some of the topics discussed. I just remember this overwhelming feeling of this is what I'm supposed to do. So I guess I should do this. And losing really the context, or really kind of losing the meaning of it, having fun while there, networking, you know, really learning from the workshops and the panel discussions. I don't think really any of that happened. And I just went, I showed my face where I thought I needed to. I said hello to maybe a few individuals. And then we all drove home. Uh, You know, that really, that was it. It really wasn't, you know, as educationally fulfilling or as much professional development. This was just a show up, I guess I'm here, this is what I should be doing, and leave. There really wasn't a lot of discussion on it afterwards. And again, you know, I really would like for the goal of this to be more helpful for others in the field, to know it's definitely okay to have questions. Let's talk about this before we get there. I've been to many conferences since that time. I have helped build 
the community around me as well and found those who do support asking questions and who do create a really positive environment uh, to know how to navigate this a little bit better. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. And most importantly, I really learn when I attend conferences now. I am much more comfortable uh, asking questions and with talking with panel, uh, with speakers and presenters. I'm, I'm much more um, confident in myself now as well. And I'm, I'm just very, very grateful for that. And I really would like to help those who maybe don't need to wait over 10 years to feel more comfortable. Um, you know, let's start, let's start with your first conference. Let's get you comfortable uh, to ask some questions, to, to talk with presenters. Um, that's really a goal and a passion of mine here is just to really help those feel a little bit more comfortable. Okay. So now we're going to get to the hot topic in the field here. This episode's hot topic is from the BACB newsletter. And before I kind of go into this, I would like to say and kind of just offer a disclaimer here. When discussing conferences or different organizations, it really is to be within a positive light or to highlight you know, different areas that might be going well or that could use a little bit more maybe of a breakdown or a discussion. You know, if there is a conference that is not discussed on here, it is not omitted intentionally. So the BACB puts out a newsletter. It comes out about every two to three times a year. And for the start of the, the calendar year here in 2022, there was one just released in February, in early February. And there was some kind of big moments announced in this newsletter. There was some updates for the sixth edition task list, to which it will not be titled that moving forward anymore. It is now the test content outline. The core purpose of the task list, um, you know, when it originated, was really to serve as just an outline for examination content. And moving forward, it's just going to be titled the test content outline, the TCO. I feel like our field, more or maybe less than others, I'm not sure, but loves our acronyms. Um, there's kind of an acronym for everything. So this is the TCO now moving forward. And the sixth edition TCO, Task Content Outline, will be enacted and put into action in 2025. For those in educational coursework, for those who are looking to enter into this field, 2025, there's going to be a new Task Content Outline, which is, which is a pretty big deal. When I was in graduate school, it shifted at that time, they were called task lists. And there was a big meeting within our cohort. Hey, this is changing. This is happening. This is what this means. So, you know, the change of, of task lists or moving forward task content outlines, it's a really big deal. And in the newsletter, they also discuss the development of the sixth edition. So I thought that was really exciting what happened there. In addition, there was the job task analysis, which was discussed and the development of how this came to be. Uh, the involvement of over 24 subject matter experts, or SMEs, again, with our acronyms. Uh, you know, they came together and met. Uh, you know, this has really been an ongoing process. And, you know, the development of this, really the draft of it, it came together in a two-day virtual meeting in April of 2021. Uh, you know, during that meeting, there were 14 members of SME committees, subject matter experts, 
And, uh, you know, they received training on the job task analysis process and its purpose. They reviewed data sets related to the BCBA certification. Uh, so, you know, I thought I thought this was really great just to learn a little bit more into all what went, what occurred with this process. Uh, and, you know, some of the data sets that they were reviewing came from a survey that if you hold a certificate, uh, you would have received uh, the survey. And, uh, you know, they did offer some um, continuing education units for this. So that was helpful. So that's really just uh, an overview of the February newsletter, uh, you know, the hot topic in the field for right now. Uh, what about you? Do you have access to the, to the newsletter? Um, do you have a community that you can discuss some of these changes with? What are some questions that you have on the task list? You know, do you, have you read some of the prior newsletters as well? There's a great deal of information in the prior newsletters too. So don't, don't just, uh, you know, maybe omit those as a complete history. Don't need to read it. Uh, you know, they are, they are very helpful. Now I'd like to offer some recommendations as part of this show. Uh, and the first recommendation that I have is actually a book. There probably will be quite a few books uh, that will be recommended on this show. I, I really do enjoy reading, um, and I actually enjoy reading, uh, you know, an actual tangible book. Although with some upcoming changes in my life, uh, I, I could see myself, uh, you know, transferring over to that of an electronic reader. Um, so, for those of you out there who who have this, who have these devices, I would love some recommendations from you. Uh, you know, what is uh, what is your preferred device? What do you think of it? What is the quality of it? If I could have something that uh, can can withstand some quite a bit of traveling, um, preferably waterproof, uh, that would be great. So I, that, I'm looking for some recommendations out there on that. But my recommendation to you at this time is a book called Bad Advice or Why Celebrities, Politicians, and Activists Aren't Your Best Source of Health Information. And this is written by Dr. Paul Offit. Uh, and there actually is a book club going on right now that I am participating in. And I'm very thankful to the organizers of that. And uh, this book is incredible. Um, I, I'm very, very thankful that this author um, provides such concrete examples, name drops left and right. Uh, and it really brings to light why the scientific community has such a difficult time finding audiences to speak with or actually speaking with audiences, how we need to do a better job of that. And a scientist who I grew up with, perhaps those out there you may know as well, uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Um, I thought he did such a tremendous job with bringing to light the actual science and having some humor with it, having it be much more relatable. And I, I really am thankful for, for him and for, for him bringing to light so much of the science. And this book really discusses you know, where, where we're not doing our best. And those out there who have certain platforms, maybe they're not doing their best either. Uh, so that is my, my book recommendation for this episode. This is episode one of what is to come, hopefully many. And, you know, moving forward, there's going to be some discussions of, uh, you know, exact conferences and guest interviewers. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited and looking forward to that. So yeah, this is episode one. It's done. And I look forward to going over some more BS with you in episode two.